What is up, guys? Welcome back to the To Be Honest podcast. This is our fourth episode now. Super freaking exciting. Um, so basically, today we're going to be talking about New Year's, the New Year's resolutioners, setting goals, things like that. And then we're going to go into the basics of hypertrophy training. So essentially building muscle and trying to achieve physique goals through weightlifting, cardio, bodybuilding, all that stuff. So with me today, we have our second special guest ever, Jacob. Jacob, go ahead and tell them who you are, what you do, and anything you want them to know. Hell yeah. What up, guys? Uh, my name is Jacob Lemarice. I am 21 years old. Um, I'm a trainer at Self-Made Training Facility, and I'm also a part of Team Dedicated with Kyler here. A yes, um, little bit about myself. Um, I competed in bodybuilding at a really young age. Um, did well, did well. COVID yep. kind of set me back a little bit, but in the meantime, I've just been growing, you know, really just learning and loving all the principles of training, um, getting really deep into the biomechanics of hypertrophy training, proper recruitment, um, proper tempo, things like that. Just trying to, you know, bring my athletes in to be training as optimally as possible. I'm also like an ex-athlete, so I've had so many injuries in my day. So when I translate all of those into training now, that's one of my biggest things is making sure that we're safe, that we're not ripping our shoulders apart and throwing our lower back out. So that's a big, <laughs> you know, big advocate for training smart. Yes, exactly. And so just so you guys know, like I specifically am very excited about Jacob because first off, the fact that he's 21 years old and like him and I can have these deep, complex conversations, not just about bodybuilding, but about life and mental health and things like that. Um, but also just the fact like, how many people do you know who start competing at 18 and actually do well? <laughs> like that's wild. So at this 17, point, bro. Oh, 17. <laughs> I'm sorry. And so one thing that's really cool is lately, like uh, Jacob and I got our first like workout in together recently and dude, he pushes me. He's teaching me things. Like I've been doing this for 15 years, but you can always learn more. And it's especially a lot of the young blood when they come in, dude, they can teach you a lot. So don't be ignorant and get Damn, stuck in okay. those older ages. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, so Jacob is Jacob's one of the dedicated training systems coaches, um, and he is going to just thrive and do an incredible job with us. And he'll be helping me out with the contest prep side of things specifically too. So that's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Let's go Bye. into um, the new year. Let's talk about how to get people started, some little tips and tricks, things like that. Totally. Um, I think the biggest thing with the new year is everyone has like all of these goals, right? And a lot of it's like can be super overwhelming. Um, I think the biggest thing to do is really look at what you have in front of you right now, right? Things that you can accomplish like in a fingertips length. Love that. Do those, right? If you look like six months down the road, a year down the road, I have all these things I want to accomplish in the year. A lot of people, including myself, I get really flustered. I'm like, I don't know where to start. I want to be here. I want to be at the level 100. I'm level one right now. So how do I get, you know, how do I get to level hundred? Right. Yeah. So a lot of people just get really overwhelmed. I think one huge tip is no matter what your goals are, whether it's getting in shape, whether it's, you know, making more money, whether it's being a better husband, brother, sister, son, whatever it is. Um, I think that little steps are the biggest, the biggest way to go. Totally. Um, I always tell my clients, like, if we try to bite off more than we can chew right off the bat, we're going to get burned out and quit. That's how we have seen things happen forever. Um, I've watched that happen in a ton of clients. So 
the best strategy is to, like Jacob said, fingertips length. Um, <laughs> you basically just want to uh, take baby steps, do attainable things, things you can actually start to build habits with. And don't try and just go all in 100% life shift like that because it just doesn't work that way. Our brains don't work that way. We're all human and we all have the same type of like the ways that our brains actually function, the way we learn, the way we develop habits is relatively similar across the board for all of us. And so we want to take it one little step at a time. So for instance, like you don't want to basically go all in on this specific strict restrictive meal plan that you have never had any experience with where you're cooking a bunch of stuff uh, and taking on way more time, things like that, while getting your training all perfect, while getting your cardio all perfect, buying a bunch of supplements. Like, Let's take a deep breath and let's take it one little step at a time. Let's get you in the gym first. Let's get you in there every like a couple of days first and build that routine of yep. getting regular and consistent with that. Let's make a little shift with your food. Let's start making cleaner choices, things like that. All right, Jacob, back 100%, to you. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, dude, I think that's, that's perfect. I think that a big thing, you know, especially with, with nutrition and training, but it obviously translates into every other aspect of life is everything that we do is, is psychological, right? 100%. So you look at like coaches that are working with obese clients, it's not about, okay, let's do 65 grams of white rice and six ounces of chicken six times a day. Like, it's just not going to work like that. No. They're not going to know what to do. So it's like, okay, well, maybe instead of doing a bag of hot Cheetos, we do an apple. There and then go. the next week, you swap another meal. And the next week, you swap another meal. And then the, another big thing that a lot of people talk about, which is like such a big fat, is like no carbs after 6 p.m. And it's not so much of like that has any type of actual like physiological change on your body. You can eat carbs whenever the hell you want, in yeah. my opinion. At least it's what's worked for me. No, I agree. But it's more of like, okay, after 6 p.m., we're not going to go binge on a bunch of Oreos and ice cream and, and all these other carbs, right? So it's all these little psychological cues that can keep you accountable, right? Yeah. And that way, if we're – another thing too is like if you're 100% off the bat, right, that's great if you can stick with it. Yeah. Most of the time it doesn't happen. But if you're yeah. continuously getting better every single day and you're noticing, oh my gosh, I'm doing better than last week. Oh my gosh, I'm doing better than last month. Look at how far I've come in eight weeks. That to me is is so much better than just like, I'm going to go 100% for four weeks, then I'm just going to stop and binge and gain 30 pounds back. Because like so many people do it. Like yeah. I'll use myself for an example or my mom. Like before I was ever into the fitness scene, you know, when I was a young kid, every parent, oh, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to do the Lindora diet or the Adkins diet, right? So you're like yeah. literally not eating carbs for a month straight. And then all of a sudden one Sunday comes by and it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm gonna eat every single thing that I want to eat. Yep. You know, your BMRs, your metabolism's crashed and it's just, you know, you can't actually, basis, so. you can actually process all that at that point. Right. So it's right. like your body's not used to that much food anymore. You suddenly are binging and then all of a sudden like we're gaining body fat, getting excess inflammation, all sorts of stuff, and we're not absorbing the nutrients properly. So oh, yeah. um, you mentioned small wins and that is so huge because like we've been talking about, if you go for that 100% right off the bat, guess what happens? The first moment you slip up, you feel like a disappointment. You're bummed. Yeah. You're bummed That's in yourself. And you go like, oh man, well, crap, like I'm not, I'm not good at this. Like I'm not going to do a good job at this. And you start like kind of spiraling like that. And this is a common pattern that everyone tends to go through. But let's say you do the little wins each day, things like that. Each one of those wins actually improves your confidence 
and it improves your belief in yourself and your self-respect and your trust in yourself to actually follow through with things that translates 100%. to every aspect of your life. So take those little bits at a time, get those little wins, improve that confidence, start trusting yourself more. That's how you go from someone who is completely out of this game, like out of the fitness game into having everything dialed in and on point. It's not a snap of the fingers. It's a process. You got to take your time. hundred percent. And I love how you said trusting yourself. Um, I think that's something that's not talked. Anyone can believe that they have confidence in themselves, you know? Um, and yeah. that's, most of the time that's based off of past events. So whatever wins you've had in the past, you know, someone can build up that part of their ego and be like, this is me, this is who I was. But then you have other people that are like, okay, I feel like a has been, I accomplished all these things in the past right now. I haven't been able to get onto a routine. I haven't been able to accomplish those small wins. Right? So I think the biggest thing, especially with new year's is whatever journey that we're starting, whether it's fitness, whether it is in your business, in your family life, in your personal life, you kind of have to cut out who you were before. Yeah. Um, and you have to like create this, this fresh start. Um, because a lot of the times, especially when I was trying to get back into my routines and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start dieting Monday. I'm going to start going hundred percent. Um, I compared myself to who I was before I compared yeah. myself to the competition side of myself when that's not where I am right now. It just isn't. So yeah. I think that starting with a clean slate and being like, okay, I'm going to get better than I was than where I started from today. Yeah. I think that's, that's super important. I totally agree. Dude. Yeah. And I can personally relate to that deeply because there have been times in my career where, as you know, like the longer you do this, you have these little like phases, you have these big, big wins of your life. It's kind of like the people who get stuck in high school, like stuck at like high school sports that they were like a superstar yeah. and that sort of a thing. So like in my career, I've had these super high highs and these super low lows and I'll kind of get hung up on those super high highs sometimes when I'm in the lows and I'll be like, well, I yeah. used to be like this. So I just want to be that again, but that's not how it works. you got to rebuild from yeah. there. And like those of you who have followed me for a long time, you've watched me rebuild a lot. And in order to do that the right way, I had to completely release that past self, that history of myself. I had to let that ego go and not care so much about people knowing who I used to be in the past. Cause it doesn't matter. Yep. I am who I am right now. And I am who I am 100%. in the future moving forward. And that's up to me. I get to decide that. So oh, anyway, yeah. sorry. Went off on a yeah. little tangent there. <laughs> no, beautifully, beautifully said everything I was trying to say, but you just said it a little bit better. So <laughs> thank, <laughs> um, you, thank you. Yeah. Well, right yeah. on, man. I think um, that's pretty good for as far as the new year's uh, resolution topic goes. If any of you guys have any questions, you can reach out to Jacob or myself regarding that stuff we'll get back to you and give you any tips and tricks that we can. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the basics of hypertrophy training. Okay. I'm going to hand that off to you as well. You ready? Okay. Okay. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. You got this. Um, okay. Basics of hypertrophy training. Okay. So very basic. What we're trying to do is we're trying to stimulate muscle growth. We're trying to break down muscle tissue so it can build back bigger and stronger. Yes. Um, there are so many different approaches and so many different um, outlooks on hypertrophy training. And it's funny because on social media, I see so many people contradicting each other's, you know, yeah. protocols and their beliefs. Um, They're all so specialists. I think that, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is they all work. It's, yeah. it's not like one doesn't completely work and one totally works. It all works. Yeah. It's just a matter of who, when, and why. Um, 
I think that with every single athlete or not even an athlete with every single normal person, um, like we said, small wins, just getting into the gym, going through a basic split, right. Um, no matter what you're going to stimulate muscle growth. And then as you become more advanced, it's like, okay, let's look at our split. Let's start with just what we're training on what days, how it's going to work. So for any like person just getting into to lifting, I would say that like a PPL split would be perfect. Push pull legs. Yes. Um, I noticed so many people dive right into like these famous influencers workouts and they're so specific to that person. You're missing the whole foundation of training. Like there you go. Get strong under a barbell, train your core. Nobody does that anymore. Um, You know, do the basics and don't rush it. It's a beautiful, beautiful process. You can earn getting more specialized in your training later on. Totally. And that's where the goal is to get to is where you are having that much more personalized, specialized program for you, but you still need to go through those years of the basics. So um, one thing I'll add to that. Let me think for a second. Just my brain went blank. (laughs) Yeah, Um, no worries. So... Okay. So just like we were mentioning about the baby steps, it's really, really big to take your time in the beginning. We don't want to ever see someone who's just like, Hey, I'm just starting. Now I'm going to jump on seven days a week of weightlifting and I'm going to go as hard as I possibly can. No, (laughs) let's pump the brakes here. Your body's not used to that. The guy who's been lifting for 10 years on Instagram can do substantially different things than you can at this point in time. Take it slow, take it easy. You are going to be pretty beat up in the beginning. It's not gonna be easy. You're gonna have to push through that. A lot of my clients in the very, very beginning, I'll literally start them out with three or four days a week. If they're like really, really struggling, like where we're only doing body weight type stuff at first, three days. Um, And so then we ramp it up from there over time and it's going to be based on what works for them. So things like a full body workout a couple times a week, things like an upper lower split that can work. PPL is phenomenal. You can get up to six days in uh, with PPL where you're hitting every muscle group more than once a week, which that's always cool. Just don't overdo it. Um, there's just a lot of options of ways to slowly ramp it up, but don't just go all in right off the bat. And the same goes for people coming back from injuries and sickness and things like that. Your body needs a little bit of time to acclimate. Okay. So Jacob, let's talk about rep ranges and things like that and volume. What are your thoughts on for a beginner? What type of rep ranges and volume should, uh, do you like to see your clients doing? Um, my magic number is eight to 12. Um, the reason for that is no matter who it is, um, I'm always pyramiding up within, within my workout, right? I'm always trying to get to a top working set and then a deload back off set. Um, I feel like coming from a athletic background where I was doing maxes and two to three rep maxes and just trying to push as much power as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, did I grow from that? Yes. But obviously we're trying to stimulate muscle growth and tear down, you know, break down muscle fibers and tissues. So um, I always start with my, with my clients with your 15 or 12 reps in that first set. Um, it's enough to get the body acclimated to that movement. I think it kind of wakes up the nervous system a little bit. Then I'll go into yeah. 10 reps for the second set, right? We'll throw the weight up a little bit. 
and then we'll get into a working setup eight. And eight needs to be really hard at that eighth rep. It needs to be a failure. Um, personally, I think that like there is an approach to hypertrophy training where we need to be pushing like severe blunt force trauma. Um, and what that means is just pushing as hard as you can and like not only stimulating those muscles to start working, but actually getting your nervous system going. Because yeah. um, the way that I train, you know, my clients, myself, we're going to get stronger no matter what. Yes. Um, 15 to 20 reps is great. I think it has its time and place, but I think that's a lot on your joints. It is. It's a lot on your joints. Um, it hurts really bad. And I think that like starting off, I don't think that's like the best approach. Yeah. Um, it's not so, necessary yeah. at the higher reps like that. Um, I totally agree. I love the, the eight to 12 rep range for that sort of stuff, especially in the beginning. I like how you added in like a little failure set there at like around the eighth rep, uh, period. Um, cause that's like, yeah. dude, that's a perfect way to not only like actually have them getting results in the beginning, but it also gets them excited cause they get to like see their PRs and stuff like that. So right. um, I love right. getting to challenge people with that stuff. Um, let's talk about briefly uh, progressive overload. So this is, I know it's a big fancy word, but progressive overload yeah. is going to be a basic principle that is very important in order to make sure that we are uh, continually progressing and moving forward. Before we dive into that, just really quickly, um, I wanted to mention that uh, when you're a beginner, when you're just getting started, like Jacob said, all these different approaches work. But specifically when you're a beginner, everything works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like literally everything works. If you are challenging your body in any way, shape or form, like some of these people, especially at self-made at our gym, um, you see these people, they just, they explode in their first year of training, no matter what they're doing, mm -hmm. you'll see their form is just garbage, but their body is just transforming rapidly because you get yep. newbie gains. You get this is the most optimal phase of growth that you will ever have in your weightlifting and fitness career. So take advantage of it. Try to learn as much as you can to do it the right way, right? But there are a bunch of right ways for you at that point in time. Okay? Totally. Back to progressive overload. Hand it off to you. So essentially what that means is that every single week, every single lift – we're pushing a little bit more. We're pushing a little bit harder. We're doing a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. I think that you need to continuously bump up the intensity, bump up the volume, bump up the load, right? Depending on the circumstances. Yeah. Um, but also listen to your body. I I had like my times of going through progressive overload where like, I need to do five more pounds on the bench press every single week, no matter what. Yeah. And, and then I mess up my shoulder. Like, Dang, <laughs> why isn't it working? I thought I could go up five pounds every single week. Nope. If that was the case, everyone would be benching like 2,000 pounds. Exactly. It's just not the case. Um, but it is super important that every single week, every time we do that same movement pattern, it needs to get better, yep. right? Um, bumping up the weight's cool. Yeah. How about slowing down the tempo a little bit and performing it properly? More time under Performing tension, it better right? every single time. 100%. Love that. Um, so you can slow yeah. things down. We can uh, give them a couple other examples of other things they can do for progressive overload. It's not just weight. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for tempo training. I think that there's so many different ways to do it. Um, the most simple thing to do is control your negatives, control that eccentric part of your motion. Um, 
that's the most important part just because that's where you're actually tearing down muscle fibers. Yeah. The way up's fun. Um, <laughs> that's where you get to be a beast, but it's the way down that we need to be able to control. We need to be able to manage it properly um, for a safety aspect and for a stimulus aspect. 100%. Um, yeah. so other aspects of progressive overload that you can kind of incorporate. And I like to keep a logbook. Like I keep a manual logbook. I literally just write it down pen and paper, but a lot of my clients, we have our app for our clients and they're able to like keep track of all their stuff in there. So they can keep track of the reps. They can keep track of the sets. They can keep track of the weights. There are other aspects that are ways for us to improve. And so that's why I like my manual version writing pen and paper. Cause I can actually write like, yep. What was my intensity level of that set? Oh, there you are. Um, what was my intensity level of that set? What was my like range of motion on that set? How deep was I actually getting on every rep while applying the intensity yeah. that we want to apply? How was my form? Yep. Like things like that can also be applied because those will continue improving as well. And it's also going to improve the results that you get. So like one example, for instance, let's say that you're a pretty like, kind of tight, like your muscles are all tight everywhere, which I actually am right now, but um, <laughs> everything's yeah. tight everywhere and like your mobility is not good. And so your range of motion is limited, not because you are not applying yourself, but your range of motion is limited because you're tight. Your body's physically not capable of doing these things. Well, what happens if we actually are intentional about improving your mobility over time? And then you get back under that barbell for your squats and you can actually get that deeper full range of motion. And uh, Tommy at the gym was actually explaining this to me the other day and it's, it's beautiful, oh, yeah. which is why I'm relaying it on here. So Tommy, if you're listening, really appreciate you. Um, so basically oh, yeah. <laughs> um, when your muscles are tighter and you're lifting, you're basically doing this, your muscle fibers are doing that. But if we improve that mobility and can improve the, um, ability for the muscle to move, you can then be doing this and how yeah. much more work oh, yeah. is actually being done at that point, a substantial amount. So when it comes yeah. to progressive overload, our focus is getting better at any of the important aspects of training. Yeah, totally. Um, I love how you touch the mobility. Um, yeah. Speaking of the new year, yesterday I brought in someone named Kevin Vu. Yes. Um, and we worked on my mobility for like 45 minutes. And it was the most humbling experience I've ever had in my life. I love um, it. I love it. I watched you, yeah, watched you but, walking around like a penguin at one point. <laughs> yeah. Did, did that change or no? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. No. I mean, because of the work that was being done, your legs oh, okay. were shot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he put me through a bunch of mobility exercises that I never do. Yeah. Um, and I like, I'm one of those people where it's like, okay, I'm not going to stretch, but I'm going to go ahead and go through full ranges of motion during my training. And that'll be my mobility. Yeah. Um, that needs to stop. And that was a way for me, you know, calling Kevin in yesterday to take me through that was, that was how I was achieving progressive overload yep. by doing that, by implementing those things into my program. Now I'm going to have better range of motion. I'm going to have better blood flow throughout my workouts. Yep. I'm probably going to be stronger. I'm going to be more limber. Um, I'm going to breathe better. Dude. Everything's going to be be better. So yeah, breathing That's huge. is a big thing. Yeah. It's probably important. Yep. Um, so when you're really tight, sometimes breathing is really hard to do. Dude, it's so hard. And like when, <laughs> when I had these conversations with Tommy or like any other mobility specialist, it, it always comes back to breathing. I don't know if you've noticed that. They always big oh, yeah. it, bring it back to breathing. And uh, you know me, I'm a big breath work and meditation guy. So it's like, 
it makes a massive, massive difference. And I wish I would have started doing that years and years ago rather than in my mid to late twenties. So, Oh yeah, no, I feel it for sure. <laughs> There's so many things that we can still improve on, even though that we're so experienced Exactly. in this, you know, exactly. I've been training since I was t- 10 years old. Dude, I'm 21 now. That's you know? insane. Um, <laughs> it's fun. It was cool. You know, um, oh, you but, blow my mind. But, all right, dude. Um, dude, you blow my mind. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> okay, so anything else that you personally want to touch on for right now? Um, I think that, like we said, with the new year, take it slow. Yeah. Um, but also push yourself. Don't give yourself too many excuses. Um, there's a fine line. You got to find that balance with what you're doing. Um, and if you're struggling to do that, just remember, better every single day. 100%. Um, talking about progressive overload talking about training. Don't let that ego get in the way. I know you talked about killing that ego in the beginning. Um, you're not who you used to be. You are who you are right now. Um, don't let that ego get in the way from you actually creating more growth within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the time in the past when I would let my ego get in the way, it would actually limit myself from getting better. It would just be about being better in the moment. Um, so as much as, as much as stay present and be mindful of what's going on, right now and being the best you can be right now. Also think about, you know, the near future and actually becoming better every single day. Yep. Dude, love that. And I'm so glad we had you on. Holy shit. Um, (laughs) this is going to be a good one. Everyone's going to enjoy this. I can already tell. So, um, where can everyone listening to this find you in the future to follow you for your content or anything else? Yeah, totally. Uh, my Instagram is at Jacob period L E M E R I S E. Um, and then for my, for any inquiries with training or anything like that, you can just hit up my email, um, Jake, J A K E Lemerys, L E M E R I S E number one at gmail.com. Perfect. All right, dude. Hell yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, everyone listening, I really appreciate you guys and we will see you in the next episode. All right. Hell yeah. Thank you for having me, dude. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, man. Peace. Bye.